0: podcasts you love
1: from people you trust this This is is Twit. twit we're going to talk a little bit about twit and memberful and how twit came to be on memberships platform with us i'm jen i run strategic partnerships here at memberful Uh, Basically, I just help people get on the platform and launch their podcast memberships and grow. Excellent. Well, my name's Lisa Laporte. I'm the
0: CEO of TWIT, which stands for This Week in Tech. We've been a podcast network since 2005. I joined the team at 2008. And if you want to know about our history, you can see it all on twit.tv. And we partnered with Memberful two and a half years ago, and I'm super excited to be here to share our journey with you.
1: Yeah, so like Lisa said, we're going to talk about How Twit started with uh, membership and how they chose Memberful and maybe some best practices on launching your own membership and figuring out that side of things. Um, But we should give you a brief overview of what the heck Memberful is. Uh, So we are actually owned by Patreon. Um, We are the white label version, I would say. So Patreon acquired us back in 2018 and they wanted uh, a place where folks who maybe wanted a little bit more control over branding uh, wanted to control how they're communicating with their audience. So Memberful allows you to connect directly into your website and offer memberships as it feels like an extension of your website. So it feels like you built this thing yourself, but really, Memberful's uh, handling all the hard stuff in the back end. You wanna talk a little bit about Twit? Yeah,
0: so when we actually Decided on Memberful, it wasn't our first journey to look at subscriptions. We actually looked at subscriptions several times. I mean, we've been around since 2005, and we were an ad supported network. So we were like, how do we add subscriptions without upsetting our audience? That was one of our challenges. So we were filtering through that noise. And then we ran into the challenges of the fact that we were video long before video became a thing. Everyone's now getting into video and podcasting. We've been doing it for over a decade. And all the subscription services out there didn't have anything to support video. So we kept running into all these challenges. We've been around for so long, we have feeds everywhere. And we're just like, we didn't see anything that made sense to us until 2020, and we all know what happened then. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I literally lost 60% of our advertisers in two weeks, and I quickly realized how one-dimensional we were. And so I really was curious about subscriptions again. Like, how can we do this? What's the best way to do it? So I invested time by chatting with a bunch of other networks that had subscription services with Memberful, with Patreon, with other services. And then I started interviewing services and then decided we wanted to go with Memberful two and a half years ago.
1: Yeah, so I mean, as you said, you started off a little bit skeptical about membership. You're like, well, what if my audience doesn't want a membership? What if they get upset by a membership? What about my folks who are on the ad supported side? Will they feel left out by a membership? So I love you to talk a little bit more about the skeptical side of things and how you really, really came around once you launched. Right. So what really
0: solidified it for us is we were trying to figure out how we could do this in 2020 before we actually did it in 2021. Something that had changed during that time to when we were taking it more seriously is the demand for advertisers to have ad tech People want to put pixels all over my website, in our feeds, track our audience. And what you have to realize is we are a technology network. We cater to people that value privacy and we respect our audience. So when we sat down to figure out what we want to do with Memberful, it's like, what do we offer this audience without upsetting our ad-supported audience? So the first thing we said is we're going to give them ad-free content for their subscription. And then we were thinking, oh, maybe we'll convert things and move it into the subscription side of business. And we thought, well, that's really gonna disrupt and upset our ad supported side. So I was very intentional in setting this up going, what are the best practices? So we started honestly applying KISS to the situation. So you wanna keep it simple. We offered ad-free content. That, to us, was the easy thing to give our fans that didn't want to be tracked with advertising technology. So that was one thing we offered. Another thing we really wanted to do with our fans is is really tighten our community so we set up the discord that has a plug-in with memberful that was super seamless and easy and it allows our fans to communicate and i have to tell you in the time of the pandemic that was refreshing for people people were feeling isolated and alone and this Discord platform allows us to communicate with our fans. We have a room for shows. We have a room for AI. So it's really built up our community over time because it was, you know, part of the integration. And the other thing that we really decided to do is start small and we only offered one membership platform to start. And if you're new into stepping into subscriptions, I would recommend that because or maybe one or two. But we kept it small because we wanted to just see how things would go. And then we started to add to it. So Over the two and a half year journey, we now have club exclusive shows. Since starting with this, we added annual memberships. We now have a family plan. So we've actually added a few other features over the time because honestly, it was super easy. But as content creators, the things that will appeal to you is we're able to workshop shows in our club. So we have a channel so we can play with content and see if there's things that people would like, want to help us build and create over time. So being a content creator, there's a lot of creative things that you can do with having a club. One thing we're finally doing is when um, I get back, we're going to have a... Photo walk. It's going to be the first one we offered to our clubs because being in technology, we have a lot of photography enthusiasts. So that was another thing that we are starting to do is promote some live events and to really bring people into our club. So it has been a seamless addition. We were very careful to not upset our ad supported side by adding in this content. We've taken nothing away from them. And we're continuing to add new shows. And what's beautiful is we can workshop them in the club. We can get them going. And then we're able to take those out of our club and move them to our ad-supported side for people that want that content too, that, that can't afford to join our club. So it it has been one of the easiest partnerships to work with. We've had absolutely no issues. The care that Memberful takes with us, we meet with them every quarter. They tell us about new additions or we we even challenge them with integrations we want. Jen is always responsive with her team. And I have to say like being here and to be excited and hopefully help other podcasters out there add this to their platform, it can just enhance what you're already doing. So, um, it, it's just, it's been amazing and for two and a half years, we're just thrilled. So, you know, um, I told Jen, I promise I wouldn't be sit like a salesperson up here. I'm not paid to be here. I'm not getting anything for being here. I'm just excited and if I can help another podcast network or another podcaster diversify what they're doing and put their passion back into creating content without worrying about what the advertiser is going to want next, you know, we really limit what we allow advertisers to do on our ad-supported side, but here our fans aren't tracked, we're not selling their information, and we can do so much more and have fun in our club, and just it grows the community. So um, if I can help anybody out, I'm more than willing to. You can contact me directly. I'd be happy to share my story with you. I'd be happy to give you some tips and tricks to even
1: setting it up for yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you said it all right there. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> no, no that's great. Great, great stuff. Um, and just that's to, not even working for them. <laughs> just to reiterate a couple of things that, that Lisa was talking about, and it's something that I talk a lot about uh, with other podcast clients, with a lot of different people who are using Memberful, because it's very malleable and you can use it in a lot of different spaces and different verticals, is starting off really simple is the key thing. And I know, like, there are probably smaller podcasts out there that are like, I don't know if I could really use membership right now. You can always start really small and have membership grow with you as you're growing. And Memberful gives you that opportunity to do so. Obviously, Lisa and Twit were already established in their field, so adding membership felt like a no-brainer for bringing their community together. And I think that that's, like, one of the best stories that comes out of this is that your community is so loyal and you can see it in your numbers too. People are coming back over and over again. The recurring revenue is staying there. And it's another big thing to pull out of this. Again, what Lisa said is you want to diversify your revenue. You want to have several different sources of revenue to make sure that if something like a pandemic hits again, fingers crossed it does not. Um, But you want to have a place to get money from and uh, membership provides a really really great place for you to do that and it's strengthening your connection with your community at the same time like I'm sure Lisa could talk even more about how your community has responded and how people have responded about the membership specifically and like, like you said testing out the shows and all of that good stuff. Right and
0: I really want to reiterate the best part of keeping it simple at first is you're going to deliver then on what you're promising them. What you don't want to do is say, I'm going to do a thousand different things. And then when you don't do it, you're disappointing your fan base. So we were very careful to start small. And then we were like, hey, we're adding hands on Mac. I have Micah Sargent sitting in the audience here. So we added a club show and then we added another club show. So these were things we didn't promise anybody who joined our club at first. So we keep adding and playing and doing different things in our club and another reason to start small as Jen said if you're a small network or you're a small podcast is start with just maybe one or two plans. The biggest issue i heard from talking to other networks that actually set this up was so many of them decided to offer 10 different plans, 15 different plans, for it was they were just like they wasted so many hours moving people from plans, oh i really want this tier, oh i want that tier. So i would really recommend starting small, deliver what you're promising your fan base, what you're going to deliver on. You know this, podcasting is intimate. It's about your fans. They're going to want to know that you're going to deliver on what you're promising them. And then when you add more, They're just surprised. So down the road is when we added the annual plan because we wanted to make sure this would work. I didn't want our fans to feel like we took advantage of them if we had an annual plan and something didn't work out. So we added that. We added a family plan for people because they're like, my wife wants to get in Discord. So instead of buying another plan, we can now have a family plan. We have corporate memberships. So we have a lot of people that have great IT teams. And they're like, what do we give our IT team you know, for, you know, knowledge and growth. And this is a really great community for them to be with. So those are just some of the things that, you know, I would challenge people to do is really look at it and find what your community wants from you. And if they're tired of being tracked, and as you know, ad tech's just getting more and more and more, everybody wants to pixel everything to death, that this is a really great opportunity for you to see another way to connect with your fans that will help you also You know, in pandemics and other times. And for us, we're just, we're just thrilled that we did it. And our community is growing and we're continuing to grow every day. I think we're about, um, if I count how many people are in the corporate memberships and the free accounts, we're probably close to 10,000. We started two and a half years ago, and I got to be honest with you, we really didn't promote it for the first year. We just figured we would let it go, and now we're actually doing a little more promotion for it, and it's just growing day over day, and people are renewing. So it's a really great way to be viable in in just in any climate, but just cater to your fans, and they'll be there.
1: Yeah, I wanted to touch a little bit on how you are promoting it, because I know that that is something that folks are thinking about a lot is, you know, okay, I started a paid membership and now I don't want to annoy people online like, hey, join my paid thing. Um, But you guys have found a really great way to do that and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about how you're promoting the membership to get more folks to join without feeling like you're hitting people over the head with it.
0: <laughs> well, one thing we we pretty much establish the same format with our ad supported side. We're very clear when we go into an ad break. Most of our ads are host red. So we're really careful and our entire intention has been We're going to only deliver to our audience things that they want to know about and hear about. We're not going to overwhelm them with a bunch of ads that they don't care about. We're very picky in who we partner with with our ads. So we are doing the same with what we're doing with Memberful. So some things we do is if we're not sold out on a show our host will use an ad position to say, hey, if you love our content, we also have our club. We talk about all the club shows that are there. We talk about the discord, all the benefits they have. And we just tell people it's another option for us. And we're not just smacking them over the head with talking about it all the time. So it's very organic when our hosts talk about it. And it's part of the content of our shows and our audience wanna hear from our hosts. And so they'll tell you about the cool things that are there. As we launch new shows, too, we're always putting things out in social media. We have a newsletter. So that's a very, it's an opt-in newsletter. We don't just spam people. So we'll even put things on there. Don't forget our club, or we're launching a new show in our club. So we also include things about our club in our newsletter, social media. When we appear on stages like this, you all know about my club now. So if you're a tech fan, check it out. <laughs> so um, we just really try to keep it in that frame where we're not overwhelming our audience with too many things. And make sure if you have a net, if you actually have a website, have it up on your browser. We put it in the top of our browser so people know our podcasts, how to subscribe, and where our club's at. So we've been really good at integrating it in within our content of our shows without overwhelming our audience thinking that all we're doing is pushing a paid club. And I really recommend considering those tools as you're adding something. Yeah.
1: I I have a question about your audience specifically. What do you think they find most valuable about the membership? Wow. Um, There's a lot of things that our clubbers
0: love. Number one is um, the founder of our network, Leo Laporte, is a huge nerd and he loves his fans. So he's always in Discord. Doc Rock's sitting in the front row laughing and he knows what I'm talking about. So number one, our... Our hosts are in there. Our fans are that engaged. Um, there's creative elements in there. So Discord's a huge draw, but only I think about 3,000 of our fans are in there. So that's not for everyone. Some of our other fans say they love the ad-free content. They don't want to be tracked. So that's a huge benefit for some of our fans. Other fans like our short format, club shows that are exclusive to them. That's another compelling reason for them to go there. And honestly, another big giant one is they wanna continue to see us grow. I mean, we're an ad supported podcast network and if there's no advertising like the first half of this year, this is viable and keeps us growing. So that's another thing I wanna tell everyone too. I Just be careful how you price your, your membership. One thing I did was I wanted to make it no more expensive than a cup of coffee. So our membership is seven bucks a month. And I think the price point has to be fair and good for your fans and something that's affordable. But there's we have a tons of different reasons why fans are there. But I think the biggest one during the pandemic was the community of Discord and the fact they got to hang out with our hosts. Oh, another thing we do is sometimes we pull up our members on stage when we're recording our podcast, because we do everything live to tape. So you could actually watch our shows when we're making them. And sometimes we pull out clubbers on stage to come and ask a question on air. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I was on air talking to Leo or Paul or Micah or Jason. Directly, And that just excites them. So you'll see when you start a club, listen to your fans. We're like, hey, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to know next? What things excite you? So we, it's a really great way to communicate and be have an intimate relationship with your fans that's not like out on Twitter or some other social media platform for everyone to see. You can have this cultivated relationship directly with them. So yeah. that's just a few of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, jumping off of that, like having that relationship, that intimate relationship with them outside of the social media and potential trolls even. Like a few of our clients that have recently launched podcast memberships wanted that specific because they're like, I started a Facebook group and people were horrible in it. So I had to shut it down. And now they have a discord that people are able to connect with each other on. And they even have, some folks have like specific cities that people are connecting with. And then they're meeting up also um, just to connect in real life, which is really, really cool to see.
0: Oh, that was another thing I forgot to say is we actually have fans all over the world and people are meeting with people and Trolling is another reason. We also have a code of conduct in our Discord because, you know, some people are enthusiastic and they get passionate about something they're talking about. So we want to be really careful with, with, you know, our fans that are in there having conversations because yeah. 3,000 people, you know, someone could rub someone the wrong way once in a while. So for the most part, we just talk to our fans and, and, and we also have some fans that, you know, have some disabilities, so we, we remind people, have some compassion, yeah. and then we talk to them separately. Um, but I agree with you, those are just even more benefits to having a club and, and, and this space for people to communicate and connect and meet in person, which yeah. is really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've gone over a lot. We have a, like, it says six minutes, so I feel like we should start to take any questions, if anybody has a question. Let us know. Does anybody have a question about? We got a question over here. Janice is coming. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Hello. Jeez. Oh, um. Thanks. Um. So I'm. A, oh my oh. gosh. I am a podcast manager,
0: not a podcaster. But I talk to a, a lot of my podcasters that. Um, Wanted to start like a private podcast or a subscription based podcast style, but um, they're kind of skeptical on like how to like they don't want to lose their listeners because they think that they're only going to a membership plan. So I guess my question is what was your what would your advice be to a podcaster that wants to kind of dip their toes into the subscription style, but is afraid of either like losing their current listeners? Or like even like putting in the more work into this thing and then not having anybody subscribe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're primed to to take take that question, please. Well, that
0: was our, that honestly is why we didn't do this for a long time. We didn't want to upset the people that were there and supporting us by supporting our advertisers. So we were very careful to leverage the fact that some people don't want to be tracked. So we set up our club saying, We're not taking anything away from our ad-supported side. We're going to offer ad-free content over here because some people don't want to be tracked. And another thing is that they can leverage, too, is some people say, I can't support your advertisers. I don't have a lot of money. I want to give you a couple bucks a month instead or do something small. So this could be a great avenue for them to consider what would be the compelling thing to not upset their audience, so I would sit down with them and go, "What does your audience love about it? And if you do set this up, how can you not disrupt that?" So those were the things we did for our audience. They don't want to be tracked. They want to communicate with other people, and this is the, the the platform they offered. And we took nothing away from our ad supported side, and we're also very careful about not overly promoting our club side. Yep. We're, you know, in our newsletter we may feature the club every other week or one little thing because we do not want to take away from our ad supported side because the reality is that's more democratic for us if you have an internet connection and can download our shows for free and consume us we want you to i don't want you to be limited because you can't pay seven dollars a month for a club oh, you know people have tight budgets so i understand that so i would look at that take nothing away And that's why we didn't really promote the club for the first year. We didn't want to really, we had a couple of grumbles, but not too many. And we were really careful in how we treated everyone because podcasts, as you know, are very community centric. So you want to make sure you don't overwhelm the people that are on your ad supported side. So look at that balance, find what that audience wants. If you add a club and why you would add that club and then explain it to your ad ad supported side, because you don't want to make, you want to really make sure they're comfortable with what you're doing. Yep.
1: Right. So I, you didn't really say what you do, Lisa. So could you talk more about what Twit is and and who you serve and what was the value add for when you did the membership?
0: Oh, sure. So Twit TV is our podcast network URL, and we are we are a technology podcast network. We've been around since two thousand and five. So we have. Technology shows, they're ad supported, we put over, we get over 30 million downloads a year across the board on all of our content. So we literally have been around since podcast, like I had to explain what podcasting was till Serial came out. So. So we have all kinds of technology shows. We have 11 right now that are on our ad-supported side, but we have more because we have club shows. So we're a podcast network, and we are one of the original networks that started video way before YouTube was a thing. And that was one of our hiccups, and I'm seeing nods, so I've got some fans in this audience. That was one of the reasons why we didn't do this sooner, was nobody can do the video side of our podcasts that we, you know, we're putting out. So Memberful had all those tools. So we're an ad-supported podcast network and then we added Memberful to complement what we're doing and boy, that was a balance to make sure we didn't upset our ad-supported side. So we were very intentional and took our time with this thing.
1: Oh, wrap it up? I think we gotta wrap it up. Janice is giving us a signal.
0: Oh, we're done? Oh, no. Sorry, we're done. But we can talk off stage. Uh, You want to talk to me or Jen? Yeah. Or both?
1: All right, you guys. Well, I'm Jen. This is Lisa. Thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Great to be here. Let's chat. We have plenty of time.
0: Yeah, call her if you want to know, like, hey, give me all the ins and outs on Memberful. Talk to me if you just want a personal recommendation. I'll be happy to give you one.
1: Great. Thanks, guys.